0: The music, you know the show. You're listening to Real Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm living like matters. Got my man Wally Williams back in the studio with me. Uh, Willie Gibson, of course, will be calling us uh, in a few. Wally, man, uh, welcome back. You was on the East Coast for a little bit, right? Yeah, man, on the East Coast, uh,
1: visiting some old friends. Okay. Uh, always good to see some familiar faces. Uh, that's my second home, Baltimore. I got to give credit on that. The, the city did me a lot of justice and. Uh, it was a great weekend, great time back uh, back in Baltimore.
0: I understand there was an event you attended back there as well. You
1: yes, the Air, a little bit about that. Air Block Courage Awards. It's an awards uh, ceremony that's dedicated toward uh, recognizing athletes, you know, across the NFL and and trainers uh, for the excellence and 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 definitely some perseverance that uh, they've experienced. A lot of players, you know, you know, we, we're human we, beings. Those injuries. Yeah, man, human being. I mean, human beings who have real problems, injuries, you know, family problems, all these things like that. And uh, we had a lot of players that uh, that attended this ceremony and uh, had some very, very heart wrenching stories of how they've had to deal with their careers and uh, and persevere through a lot of things. The receiver for uh, the 49ers uh, uh Marquise Godwin, who lost a child uh, yes. right before a game. Yes. And uh, he's a guy who was a recipient of the 49ers. And, you know, that's a representation of what the award is about. Yeah, you know, I, re- I
0: remember that game. As a matter of fact, he yeah. got a long touchdown pass and. Took a knee and just you know broke down crying. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I recall yeah. That. Yep. Yeah,
1: so that's what it's about, you know, perseverance and uh, and off the field issues that players have to deal with, and also recognizing the youth homes that they Ed Block Courage Award ceremony support, the foundation supports, and deal with abuse of uh, children and uh, and trying to help those kids out as well.
0: Oh, well, that's good. So that, that obviously is an annual event, am I correct?
1: Yes, it is that's annual annual event annual event in Baltimore, and uh, a, we're already planning for next year, and we're trying to actually get a Courage House here. In Arizona. Arizona is one of the teams that we're trying to reach out and develop a courage house here to uh to have some kind of a uh, – uh we wanna represent thirty two teams, all thirty two teams in NFL. So we have five cities that we're looking at and Arizona's on the map.
0: Wow. All right, step up, Arizona. It's time for the Cardinals to step up. Uh certainly one thing we want to uh step up and, and talk about is uh well there's a whole lot of money that's just falling around <laughs> NFL. Boy that and I uh you know, Willie, was, Willie and I were on a uh, a week or so ago and while you weren't here i certainly wish you were here because uh you know we were going a uh, little banter back and forth on on the franchise tag right right and, and and what better way to discuss the franchise tag than to talk to mr franchise himself <laughs> so uh the early years of the franchise you were the recipient of that tag and uh it's a, it's a from my understanding it's a, a blessing and a curse at the same time
1: it, it, it really is it really is and uh you, you know look it's all about trying to pay the bills. Look, yes. you're out here competing and doing all these things, but you know you have to put yourself in a situation after a certain amount of time to be able to have a certain amount of leverage uh, and, and going into free agency and getting the franchise tag. For me personally, you know, to come from a player who was undrafted out of a, out of a small school to actually reach that point in his career where he's considered one of the better players and the team looked upon him and and and, and wanted to, to to express that to me. I mean, that was a the most money I've ever seen in my life yes. at, at one point. But, you know, the objective is, is is long-term deals. And when you're not able to use that as a negotiation with other teams, it's taken away from you, you know, when you get that franchise tag. Well, that kind of makes you somewhat financially stagnant and mm-hmm. trying to develop, uh, you know, a, a, a long-term deal that can you know, definitely uh, hey, take, take care of your family for the rest of your lives. So yeah. it's great to, to have that honor, uh, but at the same time, it's a one year deal and if you get hurt after that one year deal your career is over
0: or if you if, or if your performance drops off as opposed to what it was going in when you probably knew you were uh, in the last year of your contract and, and and played a great season mm-hmm. that's why they put that tag on you and and then you got to come up with back to back season because the next year you hopefully you don't get the tag again but that they didn't finally negotiate with you give you the deal that you're looking for, or you get a chance to test the free agency market.
1: Exactly. And, you know, teams can hold that, you know, over your head as many years as they want to. They can franchise tag you two, three years in a row. Yeah, you'll make a lot of money in one year, but you really want the guaranteed signing bonus that you'll get for a long-term contract.
0: the, The franchise tag is guaranteed, but that guarantee salary, the majority of times, is not equivalent to the guaranteed signing bonus you would get for a multiple-year contract. Am I correct in saying that?
1: You're, you're very correct. If, if I'm signing a uh, five-year deal and the five-year deal gives me you know, $10 million up front as a signing bonus, well, the only thing you can walk out of the door with is that $10 million and we'll see about the rest of that contract. Whereas if you sign a franchise tag that may hold you to you know, $6 million, right. well, you, you're losing that you're losing that, that $4 million. Yeah. And, yeah, they can come back next year and, and give you another $6 million or have the the market goes up. But, you know, you, you want that that guaranteed money in your pocket when you can get it. And that's the whole game.
0: And today and probably even then, while there were a few people who perhaps, perhaps maybe when they did uh, do the contract, uh, multiple years of the contract may have been guaranteed. It's not the only thing that's guaranteed is what they guarantee. So, But sometimes... All the money could be guaranteed. Like we're hearing about players nowadays, uh, contracts are being signed, uh, and uh, somebody like Kirk Cousins, from what we're hearing, uh, it's been reported out there that all of his money is going to be guaranteed.
1: Which, <laughs>
0: <laughs> which is kind of unheard of. We're talking about 84 million dollars.
1: I've I've never heard of that, in in, in my time as a player and my time as an analyst or is he that good? In, historically, to
0: you? Is, is he that good to you? No. Think about a man like Aaron Rodgers, who is also uh, negotiating a contract. But Aaron didn't do too bad himself, you know. From uh, from what was reported out there, I, I read somewhere. I think Aaron's got oh, he's got a hundred plus uh, million dollars coming his way. I, no,
1: I no, I don't think Kirk Cousins is is, is warranted eighty four million dollars and a guaranteed contract. I, I think he's a, a a a solid quarterback, but he's not a a upper tier quarterback in the in in the area of an Aaron Rodgers or. Uh, you know, Drew Brees, or, he, he's not in that category. And, and I don't think, well, well yeah, I know he, what yeah, it is. Yeah,
0: he's setting the market.
1: And and, and the, the problem with that is, is that, look, we, I'm going to say this about general managers across the board. Look, you, you guys are the ones that are making the decisions about paying these guys accelerated salaries. If you stop doing it, they won't ask for it. Uh, every quarterback now is warranted $25 million. Who says who? Okay. I mean, does Blake Bortles it want, want, $25 million? I mean, look, he is a quarterback who was a system of operation that Tom Coughlin put in there. Not put the game on the quarterback. Let's put it on our running game and have a balanced attack. I don't think Kirk Cousins is a quarterback who can take over a game
0: Well, what I, win I, a game on his own What, what I've said uh, previously here on the show, and uh, Willie and I have gone back and forth with it, uh, he hasn't won anything. You know he's he's been proven to be mediocre, and and uh, I just don't see mediocre mediocracy being rewarded. You know it it just is is watering down. You know the position because all of a sudden now the markets have been set, so you don't have to be a great quarterback. And I know, like Charles Barkley said years ago, he was born too early, but being average now gets you a ton of money. Correct. You you don't have to be. you know, a multiple-year Pro Bowl player or All-Pro or Super Bowl winning quarterback. Correct. You know, you just got to be o- okay. You know, you okay, and, and they're going to pay the money. And if, if your team is just going to take an okay quarterback, then why pay all that money? Who sets this, this market? Well, uh, okay. that's, that's what I want to know. I want to know. Nobody's wh- bending their arms behind their back <laughs> to tell them the, the, You know, Okay, so is Kirk Cousins going to – you know, they're talking about winning two more games. Right. Uh, I, I'm sorry, but uh, I don't think Case Keenum was the reason why – they they didn't win in the playoffs. It wasn't his fault. It was a it great play. The defense didn't do their job. You know he had him in a position when he left the field. They were winning. So what is he going to add? I, I don't. I really don't see is, it. Is
1: it eighty four million dollars worth? No. That, that he's going to add uh-huh. to an already solid team. Okay, who has Teddy Bridgewater back? Bridgewater back there. Who
0: who they may. They, Teddy may end up in New York from what I'm hearing. You know he, he at, may end up in New York. He's they may, a solid quarterback. They, they are willing to let two good. Very good quarterbacks walk out the door that's proven that they could play for the Vikings and let them go to bring somebody in who has not proven that he could play for the Vikings and win with the Vikings, nor has he proved that he could play and win for his other team. Now, if, if what you're doing, if, if, if all you have to contribute is mediocrity and that helps you win – then at least you could say you're a winner. But it, it, it hasn't done anything for many NFC East.
1: I, I don't get it. I mean, I, I, I don't get how, you know, these people that we call the smartest people, okay, that in are running in you know, our business, make these kind of business decisions. And just like you said, they reward mediocrity. They
0: reward players who, have and no, won a, who haven't no, won anything. And there's no consequence. That's what I don't like. I, I don't like that there aren't consequences for those people, that they aren't held accountable and that they're, the front office isn't – they don't clean house. Get rid of them. You bring these people in, they don't perform. You said they could perform. That's your job to seek – we do time acquisition based upon your recommendations. Mm-hmm. You say get him. He don't get it done. Then you need to go with him. <laughs> 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 you know, he's he got to go, you know. And uh, it's, I, I just think that the fans deserve more. Like, if I'm a fan of the Minnesota Vikings right now, I'm a season ticket holder. I'm wondering, what the hell are you doing? We We were okay. I don't think the Minnesota Vikings fans were saying, when we were up there for the Super Bowl, I don't remember hearing the local fans say, well, you know, if we get a quarterback, we can beat you guys. That wasn't a problem. That was not their problem. At all, at all. I don't think any of them thought there there was a problem. And and the fact that you just let, you're going to let two people walk out the door. I mean, really, Teddy Bridgewater a couple years ago, when Adrian Peterson was healthy and Teddy, they were on their way to the Super Bowl. They were on their way. (laughs) Everybody (laughs) thought things were okay then. right. Nobody ever thought – then Sam Bradford came in out of Philadelphia, and all of a sudden he got some new life, and and he played ball much better than he did in Philadelphia. And all of a sudden now we're looking at the Minnesota Vikings completely different. And then he gets hurt, and and now Case steps up. And uh, I I just – I really don't get it. At least what the Eagles are doing when they're letting their quarterback go, they're letting their quarterback go because, okay, we had a guy that was there before – Nick stepped in. Correct. Won games for us, was on perhaps maybe on a track to be the MVP, MVP of the league. Right, right. And, and and probably would have took them to the Super Bowl too. Correct. Perhaps maybe won it. But at least they knew what they had in him and he had proven himself and he was deserving. I, Kirk Cousins just still, man, I'm I'm just it's mind blowing, you know, and it uh, and he's been there for three wait, this, this is the third year he's been there performing for the Redskins. Again, not winning the NFC East ever. (laughs) As a matter of fact, have they been playoff-bound?
1: They They may have went to the playoffs when when Robert Griffin was there. Yeah, Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins wasn't the starting quarterback. Uh,
0: That's my point. I I really just – I don't get it, but again – Robert Griffin's rookie year. That, 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 you know, it's just – it's amazing to me. Uh, I don't know, but I can say this – it's uh, it's it's one of the reasons why, you know, the quarterback position, you know, is always a person that again is going to be held accountable. That man, he gets all the attention mm-hmm. because he gets all the money too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if, if they win, you ride him. If they lose, it's his fault. So, uh, you know, I don't have a problem with that. So, is uh, is Willie there? Yes, sir. Hey, Willie. So you 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 heard of course uh, me and Wally been talking about a couple things. We're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back. Uh, and of course, uh, Willie will join us. You listen to Rail of Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll be right back.
2: Your internet flagship station for sports.
3: Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: All right, you hear the music, you know the show, you listen to Rail and Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in mean, things living like it matters. Glad to have my man Wally back in the studio with me. Wally Williams, of course, uh, former uh, Raven. And uh, I got my man Willie Gibson on with me as well out in. The O H I O. Oh, by the way, well, I, I just want to kind of uh, dig at you a little bit, man. I, I'm I'm gonna get a chance tonight to go see King James. <laughs> you know what? That's
4: cool. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm 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 going to see him Monday. You so see him Monday? know I'm Monday? Make sure he stay healthy because I need him back because I'm going on Monday.
0: Well, I, I well, you know, you saying make sure he stay healthy. I just want to make sure he plays. Hey Willie, you know well, you know this the Suns, the Suns now. You know that's one of them rest That's games. right, that's right. This, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Nate. So they already <laughs> talking about the uh, the Big Boy Network was already talking about sending him down for the rest of the season. I'm like, man, come on, man, come on, no, man. come on, no. We- no,
4: he, he's. You know the crazy part about it, uh, Ray and, and Wally. He he's never played 82 games, and so this year his goal is to play every game. So, we'll see how that goes.
0: Uh, again. Uh, I think he gotta be smart about that. I think he does need some rest and uh and we're gonna talk about being smart in your bodies and all that kind of stuff a little bit later, man, because I uh there's a piece out there about Chris Bosch, man, and it really it really troubles me. Mm. It it certainly does. Yeah. And uh we wanna talk about it a little bit. But but, but Wally we were uh I mean, Willie, we were talking a little earlier about uh you and I had some discussions about the franchise tag and uh Wally, of course, wasn't here with us, uh, but this is Mr. Franchise, you know, (laughs) sitting here with us. I see, man.
4: You call uh, their reinforcements
0: on me. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, man. So, uh, But like I say, you know, he said he agreed, you know, it's a blessing and a curse. But uh, it certainly is a curse that uh, if there is such a thing as embracing one, it's one you would want to embrace because you become, uh, at least with the tag, you become an instant millionaire. You know, and uh, like like. Uh, and that's good. Like Wally says, you that's know, good. The best money he ever, <laughs> ever seen in his life, you know. Oh, yeah. And that's so, that's a beautiful uh, thing. Yeah. There you go. There you go. So I uh, uh, just want uh, there was a couple people out there today and I think Aaron Rodgers inked his deal in the last few hours or days or so. Uh, Willie, are we right about that? A-
4: Aaron Rodgers?
0: Yeah. Aaron, I think Aaron uh, inked the deal of a one hundred something million dollars. Uh, uh, I got. I and,
4: and heard and, that one. I, know, and I they, know he has
0: two years left on his current. Yeah, yeah, but they no, they and they uh basically broke it down, uh, to let you see how much it is. Uh, and he's got uh, pretty good game. And then also, of course, down there in New Orleans, uh, of course, down Real there break. in New Orleans, Drew decided to take, I think, fifty mil for one year. Was it one year or two years?
4: Well, uh-huh. it's a it's it's two years, but really it's a one year deal. That second it's, it's year is kind of okay. make the right. spread the uh, the signing bonus out. Uh, Twenty seven million guaranteed. They they came with that after uh, Arizona offered him two years, sixty fully guaranteed.
0: Yeah, and uh, so what does, that, what does that say when you don't want to take the Arizona money, even though you got Larry Fitzgerald, you know, even though you uh, who is old probably is older than Drew, I believe, uh, mm-hmm. or, or they may be the same class, I'm not sure, but they, they both of them are senior citizens in the league, I know that, and, right? And so, right. uh, I, I probably, you know, Drew probably didn't want to count on another senior citizen to you know to be his go to guy at this time, particularly somebody he's just playing with for the first time, uh, it, you know, a new system. Uh, I think Wally already agreed, you know, he, he's he's comfortable in New Orleans, and they're going to – that's his town.
1: Yeah, exactly. look, you, you win a Super Bowl in New Orleans yeah, that, and have that legacy right there. And a lot of the other things that he really means to that city.
0: Yeah, Yeah. he meant a way. lot. When they went through everything they went through with the with the uh, storms down yes. there, you know, he was there. and uh, Iconic in a way. Yeah, and he uh, – even when they um, – when they went through the uh, what was the uh, the hurricane? No, the other thing they had the problem they had with the coaches, the bounty. You oh, know. the bounty Drew, thing. Oh, yeah. Drew stood oh, yeah. by his coaches, right. you know, and stood there with the players and everything. So, uh, no, he's good for the city. The city's good for him. And, and New Orleans is one of those towns when you're the man in New Orleans, you're the man. You're the man. <laughs> so, <you> know, <laughs> and, and it's it, you know it's 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 the des- it's a destination in this country and and people from all over the world. So if you're the man there, you know, you, you really don't want to uproot. If you can retire a Saint, all-time winningest quarterback in the history of the team, you know, why go someplace else and start over? You know, he's probably got family, he's got children, you know, probably right. uh, no new. So so I guess we all three of us will agree that makes sense for Drew to stay there, even if there was more money on the table here in, in terms of guaranteed money. Uh, there, there is more uh, money of which he can't see down in New Orleans. He sees it, but he, he can't touch. It's not tangible. It's not in the contract, but it, it's there on the horizon. You, you know well, that. Well, look,
1: this is this is this is Larry Fitzgerald, okay, and I will say, and I, and I would also say, uh, uh, Pat Tillman country here, okay. That's it. Period. That's yeah. it. In New Orleans, that's Drew Brees country, okay, and that's worth. More down the line for him to stay there and, and to continue to relish that that status that he's made in that uh, in that community in that city.
0: Because we are we we all talk about it. As a matter of fact, this is a good way for us to segue into this conversation. Is we we oftentimes former players talk about that transition mm-hmm. and and how do you adjust and, and and what else do you do in your life and and your identity is is you know sports is something that you did It's not who you are. But it certainly is, is a big part of, you know, what you did and who you are. So it's it's a, it's a part of your life. And in this particular case, uh, I bring it up because Chris Bosh, who, again, I'm just going to jump into this real fast because it's a good way. Because we're talking about somebody like Aaron Rodgers who, why would he want to uproot? Injuries changed Chris Bosh's life. But what it was is it's been difficult for him. To embrace the fact that he's no longer an n b a player and watching it and and it's it's hurtful you know you 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 miss it you know it's almost like uh you know trying to run and you out of breath you you, you know you, you you know you 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 need your breath to, to survive you know and like chris Bice like basketball for him is is you no know, it's how he survived, and he abruptly had was put down because of his health. But sometimes you got to protect athletes from themselves. Well, you know that, man. These mm-hmm. guys get hurt. Mm-hmm. We saw Russell uh, Wilson try to run back into the game. You know, so um, I, I just think that Chris Bosh should listen to his doctors. I don't, I don't know all the ins and outs of the story, but I, I have read where you know the doctors actually s- s- set him down, and that's why he's not playing now because they shut him down. He wanted to play, you right. know, had a couple blood cuts, came back, but. Some resurfaced, a different part of his body. They shut him down. They they did not want to, and it was written that they didn't want to take on the responsibility of something happening to him. You know, this is a man who is a husband, who is a father, you know, and they didn't want that on their conscience. So it was enough for them to shut him down. And uh, sometimes you got to do that to players. You 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 know, while you've probably seen some guys, man, go out on the field, don't need to go out on the field, or sometimes they're forced. So th- this is good that there's a team that cared more about him, the person, Correct. And as opposed to you know him, the ball player. When 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 players
1: have some other thing, okay, that cuts their career short. You know the, the younger, the, I mean the younger you are, pretty much the harder it is to deal with. But when you have something that cuts your career short outside of your skill set, you know you you know you still have you know years left in the tank to continue to play, and you have no control of it. You know that can be a very depressing thing. A very depressing thing. I've I've had friends along the way who, you know, did not play as long as I did. But you know, years they were in year six and they just didn't get re-signed. It wasn't because they weren't good players. They just didn't get re-signed or had an injury and could not overcome that injury. All these things, you know, it can leave a, a bitter taste in your mouth when you feel that you have so much left on the table to, to accomplish, and it has been taken away from you to a certain extent. So, you know, I I, I really feel for Chris Boss in that situation because. You know, when you have as much skill as he had, okay, and played on those significant
0: teams that he and had. Got a championship and, cr- and got a championship ring and, you, you, and just there's nothing else the game can offer you. Right. I mean You got and, a lot of money, you won championships, you were on played with one of the greatest players. You 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 proud saviors on your way to a Hall of Famer. You know, it's not really much more the game can give him. It's it's just at some point in time and I think what it is is as a business, and because we're going to stop calling sports at every level amateur. It's, it's not, gonna, not that. It's, it's all business. <laughs> it's not that. But I think that the more those who are participating in the business under, understand the various aspects of the business, then it probably could leave more people whole as opposed to broken. And I think Chris is is somewhat broken, and uh, it, you know, I think. I don't know if coaching gives you the same kind of fulfillment, but there are, there are some things that are the intangible aspects of the game, camaraderie amongst the fellas, you know, doing things together, you know, being a part of a team. I think the satisfaction of winning, I think coaches sharing that just like players do. So he could do something that still helps him you know i mean be a part of a team he seems to be the type of person that certainly uh, could be an executive within the team you know it seems his temperament is is not one where uh, he wouldn't get along with those in the front office Well, he's know? going to have to find Some what person that is now, yeah he's going to have he's going to have to find, he's what, going that to is. find what that is right? but know. i don't think he's i don't think he's even pursued that his 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 goal it appears to be is to get back on the, get himself healthy exactly. and back on the court exactly he hasn't even a, approached any of those other things even in his time off there are guys that when they're off, certainly Tony Romo did it. They, he went straight to the booth, and and then there were people who were still trying to come after him and bring him back.
1: <laughs> so, but when you're trying to pursue on the court success, yeah. okay, and trying to get over an injury that you know we feel invincible at times, mm-hmm. we can get over this and we can come back out of here and compete, okay. And when you're still struggling with that. It's not going to even allow you. To Consider see how you can expand outside of the court and develop a totally new identity. And, and it doesn't have to be a totally new identity, you know, but there is gratification in in, in mentoring, you know, young men and watching them perform and, and getting involved in coaching. There is a, a certain amount of gratification that I have or that we have in talking about sports and still being somewhat relevant, you know, in the media or in your community. So... That transition, it is very hard, and like, I've seen guys struggle with it for years. Mm. But at some point, you're going to have to, because we can't play whatever we're doing. We can't do it at 50.
0: <laughs> okay? No. <laughs> so no, you're going to exactly. have to find that's something exactly
1: right. at some point and move on and, uh, and make that transition.
0: Certainly appreciate the fact that, again, I got uh, Wally back in the studio with me and got Willie out there in the OHIO uh, jealous because I'm going to see King James tonight. <laughs> but uh, we're going to come back after this break and uh, we're going to talk a little bit more. Come back with us.
3: Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
2: p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: All right, you hear the music, you know the show. You're listening to Realist Sports on the Voice America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters. And, of course, uh, what matters to me, well, you know, we continued the conversation we had a couple weeks ago about the franchise tag. And, uh, you know, it's always good when you could bring uh, Mr. Franchise himself into the studios to talk about it uh, because we want to give you a perspective from somebody who's been there, done that, knows what it's all about, and we appreciate the fact that uh, Wally was able to do that for us. Wally Williams, of course, uh, had that tag slapped on him when you were with the Ravens. Is that right?
1: Yes. with the Ra- And, you know, it, the, the weird thing about it, Ray, is that, you know, I wasn't expecting this to happen. I just came off a of torn Achilles the year before mm. and missed the first six games I played the last ten. Who,
0: okay, let me ask, who were the other free agents on the team that you thought perhaps maybe they might do it to them instead of you?
1: Vinny Testaverde. Okay. Um, Orlando Brown at that particular time. uh, Was
0: Penny starting at that time?
1: Yes. Okay. Vinny just came off a Pro Bowl season.
0: Wow. Okay. okay. And well, that speaks that speaks to you, man. I, now, that's a you know, it, it, that's a hell of an honor it, right it wasn't, there. It they wasn't, give it to you instead of the quarterback.
1: And look, I'm I'm undrafted. I'm drafted, you know, free agent out of Florida A&M. Right. I'm not expecting to be considered a franchise right. anything. Right. I'm, I'm a hired goon is what I am. Mm. <laughs> okay. You got it done, and, man. And and uh, yeah, it wasn't anything I was expected, but. Like said, it, it put me in a, a nice tax bracket, right. and it put me in a, in a good financial situation. So but, what
0: did Vinny what, – what, what, let me – the chemistry between you and Vinny at that time, did it affect you at all? I mean – It was a beautiful thing for
1: me. Um, I watched Vinny ever since he was at the University of Miami. I was one of those – you You're know, up the street from each other. Uh, exactly. Right. So, you know, for me to play with him and, and, and for us to be kind of holding down the middle of the offense, I was happy to be there right. and, and happy that that was our
0: quarterback. Okay, okay.
4: So if you can, if you can't, Wally, could you kinda of go back or discuss why, what, what occurred that you were franchised had but you up born in New Orleans and, and weren't signed long term by the by the Ravens? I,
1: I think at that time, uh Ozzy and, and the staff at that time did not see the center position being a valuable position. You know, I I think uh uh they knew me for uh what I came into that organi- organization as, which is an undrafted guy. And they felt that uh, it was – I thought it was very personal. They just felt that they did not uh, want to put that kind of money in, in, in that position and, and definitely put that kind of money into, into me personally.
0: Well, you so, know, I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you there, mm-hmm. but I, I had a different perspective on that. I've always had this perspective about football in my entire life because I've always looked at the most important position on the football field at all times mm-hmm. in my life. I've always felt it's the center because – the ball, everything starts with him snapping the ball if he, don't, if he don't get that right, if he don't get his calls right or whatever, man you're in, you're in trouble. I've always felt, and, and the center could lose a game all the time you talk about you hear people talk about oh you know well you know he got paid or who could blow the one person that could blow the game for any game mm-hmm. if it's on the line is the center he, you could, know, he could snap it on a different you know count than what the quarterback's expecting. he could you know snap it to the quarterback when he ain't ready for it, you know he could move it just a little bit right. Right. Happened, a lot of things, you know, so in terms of valuing that position of center, man, and when you get a good one, you you want to hold on to him, man. And, I, you know, the fact that they put the tag on you from the very beginning, but then there's some a little bit there you're leaving out because there's there's different, there's like three different tags there. So they didn't put the exclusive on you, they put one of the other tags on
1: they, you. They put, the exclusive rights is when you have the ability, you don't have the ability to negotiate at all. And usually those guys... Exclusive rights tags are usually after year three, right up in there. They know they're going to keep you there, so you can't go anywhere. Uh, the transition tag, you know, gives another team the opportunity to come in and at least put together a contract for you, match, well, put together a deal for you, and your team that you are affiliated with at that time has an opportunity to come back and match that deal and keep you there, or you can sign with the team that offers you a, a better contract. The, the franchise tag is is a tag where you really don't have the ability to search for any other deals. They have to come to you, and it has to be something outrageous. I think the last franchise player that did not sign or it was taken off the deal, as far as I can remember, it was Sean Gilbert. When he got it in Washington, the Panthers came back and gave two first-round picks, and they were able to sign him and, and take that tag off of him and give – the Redskins compensation. So it, you don't see too many franchise players that leave the franchise tag and, and it's a trade and he goes to another team because it's an outrageous deal. And, of course, it cuts off your ability to go negotiate the long-term deals, which every player wants a long-term deal, especially during the time where we didn't have as many guaranteed contracts as you have now. You didn't have salaries guaranteed or, or total, uh, total contracts guaranteed like you see them these days. Uh, you were only guaranteed your signing bonus. So the objective was to get as much money as you could up front. And when you have an opportunity to develop some leverage, um, you know you want to export that as much as you can. And that was my opportunity. And the Ravens felt that they did not have to uh, put that kind of money into uh, a center. And look, they look, they I, I signed with the Saints, and two years later, they won a Super Bowl. So maybe they were right. <laughs> okay, maybe they're right. But you know, at, at that time, um, I, I really wanted to stay in Baltimore. Uh, I'm not gonna, you know, put it. I, I, I have no problem saying that, and uh, it. I was really, you know, hurt right. by the fact that they did not want to bring me back because well, I, I felt that I've been in that organization, organization for a long time. You giving them your and, best and, and giving them my best, right? And, and my and that was my my city, and I still feel like that to right. this day. That was my city. I and think and, uh, the
0: majority of the times, when the athletes come into the league. First of all, it's we talked about this a little while ago. Uh, I talk about this a lot of time on shows. It's, it's a dream come true, man. It's the first team you ever played for in your life. Exactly. A professional team. You know, you may have as a kid, you may have a favorite team. But once a team makes you a part of their team through draft or free agency, that becomes your favorite team. That there's no doubt about that. <laughs> so, and I was with them six years. And that's exactly <laughs> okay. and, and, and then what happens is you become acclimated to the city, the town, the neighborhood, the fans, everybody, your teammates, and you, you don't have any thoughts of, of leaving. You, even if you, because you had a chance to become a free agent, you really don't want to. You just want no. to get market value, but you don't really want to leave. You still want to stay there. That city's embraced you. you. You're in love with them. You know, It's one of those kind of things where nobody really ever wants to leave.
1: No, yeah, And I called them when I got offered a contract and asked, asked them, could they match what I was getting in New Orleans? and it was a it was a stout no <laughs> okay and and uh, that was how my decision was, was really made I, I wanted to stay there because like I said there's something about staying with the team for a long time and, and being in the community and that's why I respect Drew Brees and what he was uh, what what he's done and uh, you, you want that you want that community you want to be a part of things and, and uh, picking up new yeah I, I got the money that I was uh, that I wanted but uh like you said, I'm the only franchise player in Baltimore Ravens history that didn't sign, <laughs> signed back with the team. Wow. And uh, it was because they ultimately did not want to match the contract that was offered.
0: So uh, in terms of any surprises out there, Willie, in terms of what's happening in the free agency, uh, any surprises for you out there, Willie, in terms not of, yet, well, in terms not of su- movement?
4: Not surprising, but the uh, Packers just cut Jordy Nelson.
0: Talk well, about Aaron Rodgers a well, moment ago. That's, well, you know that's what, a, Jordy Nelson, I'm going to say that's a little, I'm going to say that's a surprise, you know, because that's, that's Aaron's security blanket. he a guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I, I would say that's a little bit of a surprise. It is, yeah. Is, is it some cap room they were trying to save? What, 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 what's yeah, like?
4: I, 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 I've heard that it was between him and Randall Cobb. They were going back and forth on which one to bring back. And we just talked about they signed uh, Jimmy Graham to a three-year contract. So, Maybe it came down to, you know, they, they used that that cap slot of Nelson to bring in Jimmy Graham.
0: Well, I, I'm I'm going to draw kind of you know a comparison to uh, again Kirk Cousins in this situation. You know, here's a person that you've won a Super Bowl with, who's been a part of a. Super Bowl team. I believe Jordy was there the last, when, when Green Bay won the Super Bowl. I think he has a Super Bowl yeah. ring. Yes, he does. Yep. And 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 so they know what he can do. They know what he can contribute to the team. Um, he's still always been a, a possession type receiver. Uh, I, I still I still think he's got some of the best hands in football. You know, you can throw it his way, and more than likely, when he's targeted, he's gonna catch it. Uh, but we were talking about, you didn't get a chance to, to jump in on this, uh, Willie, but Kirk Gibson, you know, his production is such that it hasn't resulted, it might be okay, but it hasn't resulted in playoff victories and in, in Super Bowl. So, you know, how do you look at something like that? You know, here's one dude out here performing, doing his thing. He gets cut. And he gets cut, <coughs> and then you got somebody else out here who's uh, doing his thing, but they, you know, what, are they winning any games? Is his thing enough to help them, you know, win the NFC East? No. Is it enough to get to the NFC Championship game? No. But you're going to sign him to a record contract, and you've already got within your team. And, and that's something else we didn't even talk about up there in Minnesota now, just think about the chemistry of the receivers and everybody on offense knowing that we got this dude, Kirk Cousins, coming here, man. We, just, we had two good quarterbacks that we all liked and got along with and, and, and won with. Now we got this dude coming in here. You know, the
1: and, chemistry might not even be right. And and, and they're not sure. winning their games because of their offense. They win their games because of their defense. Minnesota's defense was the top five defense this year. That's that's how they right. win games. Well,
0: but but at but at the same time, the defense is what prevented them from taking that final step. You know, and so they can't blame it on the quarterbacks. The quarterbacks nah, it's not they, the quarterback. that wasn't their fault. That wasn't their fault. You know? So, uh, but go ahead, uh, Willie. I'm sure you got something to say about that.
4: Right, but it's like, it's like what you said. You guys know much better than I is the the, 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 the uh, dynamic of an NFL locker room. Now, from what I'm hearing, that, that move didn't go over well because you said they loved Case Keenum mm-hmm. in that locker room. And now Case is allowed to walk away. You bring in Kirk Cousins and how, how the dynamic in that locker room will be affected is going to be the question now. He may, he may step up and be a better uh, physical player, athlete, athletic player than Case Keenum. I mean, now, bear in mind, Case Keenum had one year as well. You know, prior to that, he was uh, a journeyman in the league. Him and Nick Foles were in uh, in L.A. together with the Rams. Right. They lose it with the Rams. So, you know, maybe, you know, uh, front office thought that, you know, maybe this is the ceiling. He doesn't get any better than this. So, let's go out and get the next the next hot thing i guess yeah so,
0: well that's one thing about the front office sometimes they get a little too smart we know about that in cleveland so <laughs> <laughs> but it is a what have you done for me lately uh league and uh case has done a pretty good job for them lately but now i see that uh it is time for us to take a break so we're going to take a break and we'll be right back You're listening to rail the sports on the voice of america network i'm in phoenix living like it matters we'll be right back
2: Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your
3: internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports.
0: All right, you hear that music, you know the show. You listen to Ray Ellis Sports on the Voice America Network finish living like it matters uh, what matters to me is a whole lot of money the franchise tags that's out there is allowing a, a lot of people to make a well not a lot of people but a, a couple positions to make a lot of money and uh, it's important uh, you know one thing about it uh, while we know that when these uh, contract offerings are out there they kind of set the market uh, for expectations of what players can expect to make raise the bar you know, I know that I, I tried to do that back in my day. I'm sure you tried to do that in your day. And uh, that's one thing about these franchise tags. Sometimes they limit that mm-hmm. and they uh, they prevent you from being able to do that. But uh, those who get a chance, uh, they do. We, we, we Before we went to break, uh, we were talking about some movements uh, that were being made uh, up in Green Bay, obviously getting rid of uh, a well-respected individual and Jordan Nelson. Uh, but then we uh, kind of. Got a couple little remarks in there about uh, the OHIO up there in <laughs> Cleveland. And uh, Cleveland was busy last weekend. You know, it's almost like they were doing a political thing. What you know, was the, up with you that? Yeah, the politics, man. You know, they do things at night when they, you man. know. But uh, Cleveland Willing and Cle- Dillon. Cleveland made some moves up there. Willie, you want to go ahead and uh, share a little bit about uh, what's going on up there in Cleveland?
4: Oh, absolutely. They, uh, and, but here's the funny part about it they made moves, but I think people in Cleveland have been down for so long they don't realize a good move when they see it because they're still complaining about it. Still complaining about it. They uh, traded a couple of low-round picks, actually a fourth-round pick this year and a seventh-round pick next year for uh, Jarvis Landry, wide receiver from uh, Miami, who, by the way, in his four-year career, has only caught the most balls in NFL history for a player with four years' experience. But people in Cleveland want to complain. He's a slot receiver. He only averages 10 yards a catch. We could have spent that money on Sammy Watkins and Terrell Price. They, they just don't understand that you're one in 31. I mean, you've got to, you know, start it from the bottom. Now we're here. you got to – not too many people are going to come and, uh, and 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 take that money when there's other options out there for them. So that was the first trade. Then they came back and traded a third-round pick for Tyrod Taylor. They complained about that. Oh, we should have signed A.J. McCarron. We should have signed Case Keenum. Not realizing that those guys are will get twenty million dollars a year. In Case Kingdom's case, uh, the, the number I heard for him is in Denver twenty million a year. Or they just they don't they just don't understand the 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 dynamic of wanting to get better now.
0: Well, let's talk about a little bit about the numbers, okay? And one thing I yep. know about the numbers, I think this this kind of just goes to show you how people are able to manipulate the salary cap, I think it's about $130 million difference in terms of the salary cap when you look at the Eagles who won the Super Bowl and you look at the Browns who did not win a game. Mm -hmm. That's a difference in the amount of money that the Eagles are spending compared to the Browns. Sure. $110 million, $120 million difference. So certainly if the Browns have the money to spend, if there was somebody out there that they wanted and felt that they could have made the team better and they did not get them, the fans should not want to accept the fact that it was a money issue when the Browns have so much money to spend. Now, again, right. but when you're a free agent, you know, of course, a free agent, again, the player's in control of his destiny That when it comes to that. That's but But when it comes to a trade, the Browns have draft picks and all the money in in the NFL to acquire somebody. So let, I hope, you know, it was not a money issue. But I'm okay with Tyrod. I, Ty, Tyrod, I, I don't have a problem with that. And uh, certainly I don't think Hugh Jackson has a problem with that. I think no. Hugh knows the kind of system that he has. And and I've talked to some people. Uh, I've got some insiders, too, as, as well as my, there you my go. big fella in here with me. You know, so I know some other folks, too. And, and, and listen. Many times, and I don't really like this, where they talk about, and, and it's, it's good that I got a man on the line, the center, making it happen, who can talk about these things. I don't like, particularly when I hear about black quarterbacks, they talk about how they have to scale back the playbook. Yes. You know, and so I've already got some information. that ain't no need to scale back anything with Tyrod because the brother got it going on upstairs. And, and why is it when you, when, you know, first of all, you know, how do you scale back a I, I don't like that because, again, I, I don't, you know, it's like, come on, man. Really? What are you okay.
1: Talking? You know, it's funny that you said that because, you know, one thing I've always done is I've always revered the guys who have played in this game before me. Mm-hmm. And Lenny Moore was a guy in Baltimore, mm-hmm. okay, that I talked to all the time. At least when I got a chance to see him, I would run up and just get information. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to this center thing, all right, when – we're talking, and you know positions yourself. And I'm a
0: safety. You're a I'm a safety.
1: Right? There you go. You, you, you know I'm we ain't, ready to say play, we ain't supposed to be able to play you ain't positions. ain't supposed to be able to play <laughs> those positions. Right. So for you to get out there and to make it where you made it at that positions, mm-hmm. they didn't allow guys mm-hmm. in my generation mm-hmm. to play safety, mm-hmm. center, L- or somewhere line, middle, linebacker middle linebacker as backer. well. Because right. those are the signal callers on the field, just like quarterback. Mm-hmm. So when, it, when you hear any rumbling about this kind of stuff, right now in the league and how you want to deal with the black quarterback, mm-hmm. okay, it's so disheartening, mm-hmm. okay, and it's so frustrating. That's like
0: the young brother coming out of uh, Louisville, you know. Lamar Jackson. Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Lamar said, and, and, and another thing is the money thing. Lamar said, I'm a quarterback. I, I'm here to be a quarterback. That's all I've ever done. I haven't done anything else. So I don't know why anybody else talking about me playing any other position. I'm a quarterback.
1: Why does he have to deal with that? Does Josh Rosen have to deal with that? Nope. Okay. Any of these the, the top guys coming out have to deal with Tim Tebow didn't have to. You know, Terrell make, Pryor was willing to make the adjustment. Maybe we got to move you to. Maybe we don't think you can handle the playbook.
0: I, I guess, again <laughs> again and, and this is somebody who's handled the playbook their entire lives, exactly. and all of a sudden they get to you know the National Football League, and all of a sudden for some reason or another they they can't handle the playbook. But certainly, from what I understand, there is no problems with Tyrod handling the playbook plus adding something to it because uh, the man is a playmaker. So here's the question now. Here's the question for our,
1: our Cleveland conglomerate right now. Who do they draft? Is Saquon Barkley the number one player taken in the draft for the Browns?
0: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to leave that one to you because uh, I think you got a perspective that I, I want to make sure that everybody hears it. So go right ahead.
4: No, no, I don't. Wally, I don't think they take Saquon Barkley at one, and here's why: um, the, the the drop off from the number one quarterback to the second tier of quarterbacks is a lot further than the Saquon Barkley, who by far is not only the number one running back in the draft, but by all accounts the number one player in the draft. than the second tier of running backs. You have Cleveland has uh, five picks in the first sixty-four. Uh, they have one, they have four, they have thirty-three, they have thirty-five, and they have sixty-four. So I can look at 33 and say I'll take a Sony Michelle out of out of Georgia, similar, and then still at 1-4 and my other picks build that team. But you gotta get that quarterback. Yes, Tyrod is there. Tyrod's only there for one year. He has a one year deal. Does he sign? Does he re-sign? Do they bring him back? But you still gotta develop that young guy. I mean, we can talk about how the former regime missed it so many times, missed on Deshaun Watson, missed on Carson Wentz, missed on Mitchell Trubisky. You've got to get it right. So, And you have the number one pick.
1: They missed on Tim and, Couch as well.
4: Tim Couch as well, exactly. So you got to solidify that quarterback for the future. Now, for me, I'm taking Sam Darnold, number one. If Now, if at four Barkley is still there, I'd love to have him but at one I cannot take the chance of missing out on my franchise quarterback
1: at one so you don't think all three quarterbacks between allen Rosen and the other what was the other guy, the other guy at USC uh Sam Don, Sam you don't, you don't think either one of those quarterbacks will be available at four I,
4: they probably will but me personally I don't like I myself don't like Rosen or or allen Rosen. It's a concern for me. He's missing college games because of concussions. He didn't play in the bowl game because he was in concussion protocol. Mm-hmm. So if you're missing college games because of concussion issues, I can't take you number one. It's right or wrong, that's just a concern of mine. Josh Allen, you know, he threw for he threw for 1,600 yards as a, his last year in college, and now I I, I don't see the production. I just don't. So given my, and I, and I have number one, I started off. I have my choice of all the players in the country. I can't take a chance of missing it when the track record, the track record shows that Cleveland has a a propensity to miss on these quarterbacks.
0: Here's what I believe. I believe that, um, that all three or all four of those quarterbacks are are potentially franchise quarterbacks. Mm Um, So I'm probably over here leaning towards where you're going with it, Wally. Uh, What I believe is that, you know, Cleveland, I don't see where down the road people can come back to Cleveland and say whichever quarterback they didn't pick who goes on and becomes a superstar is like, well, they they missed out on him. Because all four of these guys are potentially franchise quarterbacks. Uh, I believe that, therefore, if there's four of them and you got the fourth pick, that one of them is still going to be around at that fourth pick. Barkley is not going to be around by that fourth pick. No. he Somebody else is going to get it. So somebody else besides Cleveland has is, is got the same dilemma. They need a quarterback, but this running back is some special. And, I, you know, I don't really, you know, the thing about you don't pick a quarterback with, with a first round pick, all the greatest quarterbacks, most of the great quarterbacks have been first rounders. You know, so I don't. You know, so and and and, I'm sorry. Great running backs. I'm sorry. Great running backs have been first rounders. So why are you saying you don't pick a running back with a first round? You know, you can get them later on in the draft. No. Well, I mean,
1: it has been devalued to a certain extent, and I know they've been burnt with Trent Richardson. Okay, and that whole deal of being number three and. And, and and looking at it from that perspective, I mean but the success that quarter, you had with look, Peyton look, look, Hillis. But
0: look at some quarterbacks. I, I, what
1: name is that that came out of where it's Peyton Hillis? He you know, he he came out of nowhere. So I, I get the, the analogy of not spending a, a top pick on a on a running back 'cause it's just been the value as offenses have progressed. But but when you have this kind of talent at six one, about two thirty five mm-hmm running a can 4 three can do everything out of the backfield and you have three quarterbacks like you said either one of them either one of them could be the guy and I particularly
0: just, if you got this running back in your backfield
1: and you got a, a veteran quarterback that's going to be that's there that's exactly right you know yeah I, I think uh
0: and I, I, I really think him I think him and Tyrod Kind of like that, that'd be nice to see them in the, in the you know, in the back of the All right, there's a lot we like to see, guys, but it's time for the show to end. So thank you so much for everybody tuning in. You listen to Rayella Sports on the Voice of America Network. I'm in Phoenix, living like it matters, and we'll see you next time, which will be the best time.
2: Thank you for spending this hour with Rayella Sports. We hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation. For more information and to write Ray, visit rayellessports.com. That's rayellessports.com. Be sure to join us again next Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, right here on the Voice America Sports Channel.